You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church in Canton, South Dakota. We're a church that strives to make disciples of Jesus Christ who make a difference. To learn more, visit us at cantonsdumc.org. And now, here's Pastor Clay. Our scripture this morning comes to us from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1-15. through 15, And I'm reading from the Good News Translation, which is your pew Bibles. And I invite you to page 244 in your pew Bibles if you would like to follow along with today's reading. Paul writes to the church, Brothers and sisters, we want you to know what God's grace has accomplished in the churches of Macedonia. They have been severely tested by troubles that they went through, but their joy was so great that when they, and and they were extremely generous in their giving, even though they are very poor. I can assure you that they gave as much as they could and even more than they could of their own free will. They begged and pleaded for the privilege of having a part in helping God's people in Judea. It was more than we could have hoped for. First, they gave themselves to the Lord, and then by God's will, they gave themselves to us as well. And so we urged Titus, who began this work, to continue it and to help you complete this special service of love. You are so rich in all you have, in faith speech and knowledge and in your eagerness to share in your love for us and so we want you to be generous also in this service of love i'm not laying down any rules but by showing you how eager others are to help i'm trying to find out how real your own love is you know the grace of our lord jesus christ for as rich as he was he made himself poor for your sake in order to make you rich by means of his poverty My opinion is that it is better for you to finish now what you began last year. You were the first not only to act, but also to be willing to act. On with it then, and finish the job. Be as eager to finish it as you were to plan it, and do it with what you now have. If you are eager to give, God will accept your gift on the basis of what you have to give, not on what you don't have. I'm not trying to relieve others by putting a burden on you, but since you have plenty at this time, it is only fair that you should help those who are in need. Then when you are in need and they have plenty, they will help you. In this way, both are treated equally. As the scripture says, the one who gathered much did not have too much, and the one who gathered little did not have too little. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you. For you, O God, are our rock, and you are our Redeemer. And we give you thanks for who you are as we say together, Amen. My high school band teacher, Renee Jackson, pushed the band of Gregory High School to be better than we ever thought it could be. Early on in her time leading the Gregory Band, she had the school buy us new uniforms for the first time in a long time. She had the school buy us new marching percussion instruments, and as a drummer, that was the greatest thing in the world, even though I spent hours trying to learn how to tune a bass drum. It's a skill I have, I guess. She took a bunch of us band nerds to the Quad State Marching Band competition at the University of South Dakota just to watch 
And then she entered us into our first marching band competition in quite some time. And for the first three years under the direction of Miss Jackson, our marching band marched in straight lines down the street like most marching bands do. And our biggest challenge was staying in step, staying aligned, and not looking, you know, wonky going down the street. But as we were getting organized for my senior year of high school, Miss Jackson had a wild idea. How about, if instead, of, how about instead of just marching straight down the street, we move while we march? And like we were used to this idea because we had watched better bands do it. Bands like Miller High School and bands like McCook Central High School, which basically did a standstill performance every two blocks as they marched down the street. We just never thought that we could do that. So our idea was this. We would march for most of the song we were playing in our normal rows, like a normal band, and then we would move in close to one another and then move back out. We started small, and we were terrified. And I got to tell you that we practiced for hours. For entire class periods, we would be on our school's track, marching, going in, two, three, four, in, out, two, three, four, out, over and over and over and over again. And as much as we practiced, and as excited as we were when we finally got it, it did nothing to make us any less nervous when it was time to do it for real. To stand in a judging area, to do this thing that was so foreign to us. But we stepped in and we stepped out and there was no looking back. Isn't that just the nature of stepping out. The first time that we do anything is terrifying, right? And to make it even more interesting, there are some things that we do all the time that never get easier. But what will we miss if we never do anything that challenges us? This morning, we are continuing in our sermon series, our stewardship series that we started last week, and it's all focused around this idea of how we align our steps with God and how we take steps to grow in stewardship of all of our resources. Financial, yes, but even more than that, how we spend our time and how we spend our energy, all of these things that God has entrusted to us. Last week, we talked about this challenge of stepping in, of stepping in to generosity, and we wondered together at all the good that God has in store for us when we come together as a community of faith and entrust our resources to God in the same way that the widow did in the temple. And our next step in this series just like my marching band a long time ago, our next step is a step out. A step of living out our faith in the light of the resources that God has given us. 
And stepping out is what pushes us to do more than we ever thought was possible. Stepping out. When we align our steps with God and step out, as we step out in faith with God by our side, it pushes us out into the world. Aligning our hearts and our eyes with the heart and eyes of God enables us to see the world as God sees it. When we align our steps with God and step out in faith, it does not allow us to stay isolated from one another. And it doesn't allow us to be insulated from the rest of the world. Friends, at its heart, stewardship is looking outward and aligning our steps with where we see a gap or where we see a need. Stewardship is about looking outward and aligning our steps with God. And when we do that, when we are faithful stewards, God might just nudge us to be more and do more than we ever thought possible. When we step out in faith, God might use us. When we think of the Apostle Paul and all that he accomplished and all that he did in ministry, we acknowledge that he did that as a steward of the resources that God gave him. God gave the Apostle Paul a gift of zeal for faithfulness, a passion for God, and he used that in his previous life to be a leader in the Hebrew community. Out of passion, he persecuted the church, and then Jesus got a hold of him and changed everything. And he used that same gift, he used that same passion to serve the church, to grow the church, and to make Jesus' name known. God gave the Apostle Paul a gift of, of tent-making, a trade that he used to, you know, create resources when he stayed at a place for long periods of time. And God also gave the Apostle Paul the gift of being a Roman citizen, which allowed him to travel in relative safety as he did the work of ministry to which God had called him. He stepped out and used his gifts because God worked on him. But he was also dependent upon the way that God moved and worked in the hearts of the other people. God, the Apostle Paul was dependent upon the nudges that God worked in people as they stepped into the challenge of generosity and stepped out in faithfulness to support not only the work of the Apostle Paul, but also this special project that he was working on to support the churches of Judea. Our scripture this morning came from 2 Corinthians, and did you notice how the Apostle Paul barely mentioned the Corinthians at all? He spent most of his time talking about the Macedonians. We don't have a letter to the Macedonians, we have the letter to the Corinthians, but he's focused on the Macedonians because of the way that they had stepped out in faith, the way that they had responded to the nudges that God was working in their lives. And then Paul turns that around to praise the Corinthians for the ways that they will step out and follow the nudges that God is giving to them. 
See, the Macedonian churches that Paul had had a part in planting, namely Philippi and Thessalonica and the Bereans, the Macedonians had responded in generosity and faithfulness to not only Paul's ministry, but to this project, this special offering that Paul organized for the churches in Judea, the region around Jerusalem. And Paul praises the Macedonians for their faith and for their trust in responding to the needs of what we can call the mother church. Because remember, all this started in Jerusalem. Because Jerusalem had fallen into famine. And the Macedonians, even though they did not have much, they had some to give. The Macedonians stepped out and they're in their response of generosity and faithfulness because they realized that they had enough to share. These distant churches contributed to a need that they saw. They contributed to their financial resources. And what I find so beautiful about this entire story is that this is such an ecumenical offering. It was churches from far away, giving faithfully. And it highlights something that Paul says later in some of his writings about there being no distinction between the Jews and the Greeks. In the gift of generosity, this division in a very divided world was broken down because of an expressed need. A church and a group of churches stepped out beyond themselves, stepped beyond the bounds of their national origins, and responded in generosity. The Judean churches, largely made up of Jewish believers, was receiving tangible help from the Gentiles. And rather than letting this division stop them, the churches in Macedonia turned and said, No! We see a need that we can fill, and we can do this. They stepped out in generosity, and they never looked back. And after Paul praises the churches in Macedonia for doing this, Paul reminds the Corinthians, to to whom he's writing in the first place, that he's not demanding anything from them. He's not giving them a command. I'm not laying down any rules, he says, but this is how we show our love. Paul wants to inspire and motivate and encourage the Corinthians to step out in this way as they have stepped out in so many other ways. He wanted to motivate them to look beyond themselves and express the foundation of their faith, which is found in Jesus Christ. So let me ask you this this morning. What motivates you? What motivates you? What do you love about God and your faith, and how does your faith motivate you to step out And especially today, to step out in terms of how you share your time and talent and treasure for the edification of all believers and to the glory of God. When we find that motivation, when we step out despite how challenging it is, it is then that we continue to grow and deepen in our faith and not stay how we once were. 
And the good news is that when we find that motivation, it does not take us endless class periods of walking around a track to practice. And isn't that some good news? When we find our motivation, all we need to do next is pray and ask God and look around. Pray and ask God and look around. And friends in Christ, we have done this in a lot of different ways. We have found our motivation and found our next step in so many ways. Every month we take a noisy loose change offering, and that noisy loose change offering has gained over $1,600 this year for 10 local and regional ministries. Together we put together 63 hygiene kits that are going to make their way to the Tree of Life in, Madison, or in Mission, South Dakota. Just this week we sent off 48 Christmas shoeboxes. We filled Love Inc. backpacks. We paid off an elevator. We've done good work in finding our motivation and stepping out in faith. But even still, there are ways that God is revealing to us to step out and give of our resources of time, talent, and treasure and trust God more and more along the way. And so let us pray. Let us ask God. And let us look around. What is our next step? Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, we give you thanks for the ways that we have stepped out in faith. And despite how scary that can be, God, we have found you right there beside us, right there with us. And so inspire us one more time to take a step, grow in our hearts and grow our faith that those steps don't seem as scary, and let everything that we do here in this place and in our own lives be for the building up of your kingdom and for the glory of your name in which we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church. Join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship. And now go in peace and serve the Lord. I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly Cut for Time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe.